Hello and welcome to the AfterSpark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Spex. And today, we're going to be talking about episode 74, Starscream's Ghost, which, as you may imagine, is what it says on the tin. (laughs) Yes. So let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Oh yeah. Yeah, let's do it. We open on Junkion with a random Decepticon. We then cut to the disembodied voice of Galvatron berating a random Skuxoid, which are those kind of lizardy aliens that have popped up a few times. Yep. They have some size issues going on in this series. <laughs> they have a lot of things going on in this series. They literally forgot to add Galvatron to this shot, so, like, this dude is cowering in front of an empty throne. <laughs> that is berating him. <laughs> yes, yes. So Galvatron then answers the question of who the hell that random Decepticon was earlier, which is Octane, who we are informed is a traitor. Octane is a white, gray, and purple triple changer who turns into a Kenworth T-600 truck with a fuel trailer and a Boeing 767. Speaking of size issues, those two things are not really comparable, I don't think. In any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but, um, through the power of mass shifting, I guess he can do whatever the hell he wants. Well, he's a, he's a fuel guy. He can apparently be as large as he wants <laughs> on the inside to carry the maximum amount of fuel? I'm sorry. Octane truly just turns into the TARDIS, apparently. <laughs> apparently. All right, so yeah, Galvatron sends the Skeksoid off to kill Octane. I feel the need to point out that while telling him this, Galvatron says, and I quote, I hate liars and double dealers. To which I must say, yes, sir, Kettle, sir. (laughs) The Skeksoid attempts his assassination uh, by putting a bomb in with the rest of the Triple Changers ship's cargo because Octane has been collecting junk from Junkion. With apparently the full knowledge of Junkion, since there's one helping him? Octane takes off, taking the time to carefully adjust his view screen uh, to a pinup model. Predictably, his uh, ship explodes, uh, but it fails to kill him. He is picked up by a random ship of aliens who, after very nicely offering him some rather unappealing sustenance, uh, drop him off at Autobot City at his request. In the next shot, we see him walking around with Sandstorm. Sandstorm is an Autobot triple changer with a red, yellow, and gray color scheme who turns into a dune buggy and a rescue helicopter. The exact model of this helicopter is nicknamed the Super Jolly Green Giant, and I think it's criminal they didn't do a green color scheme for him. I mean, they would have had to have given him a different name considering the Sandstorm thing. I'm just saying, I think that would have definitely been the theme I went with. I mean, maybe Wood Chipper would have been a better name for that. I think. That would have been fun. Maybe. Uh, so these two, in at least from what I remember back on Fanfiction Net uh, forever and ever ago, was that they were frequently shipped together. But AO3 only has like 15 pieces of fanfiction with them shipped together. And it's just like, oh, wow. I don't know if it's just there's less G1 content on AO3 because AO3 tends to have a lot more newer stuff and people haven't moved over or what. Yeah. Uh, so the background is all over the place in this scene, which is definitely taking place on a bright, sunny day. But randomly there is just, like, a night sky as a background, briefly. Or space. Yeah. It really could be either one. 
So Octane trips over a rock while walking, saying he heard something. Well, Sandstorm ribs him about it and tells him it's normal for him to be jittery. When Octane insists he's being watched, shocking no one, there are Decepticons in them there, giant bushes. <laughs> the Compaticons have apparently been hiding out to... They're hiding out to watch all of this play out. I guess they were sent by Galvatron after yeah. assassination. We don't know how they got here or why, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sandstorm proceeds to be a little shit, implying that Octane is old and needs more extensive repairs after his little explosion accident earlier. Octane takes some offense at this and takes off in plane mode. Sandstorm follows behind in helicopter mode, and he's, like, emitting smoke or dust or something all the way. I am convinced he did this to oogle Octane's aft in plane mode. <laughs> Apparently they're showing off for each other as they proceed to race down a mountain in their vehicle modes afterward. To which Octane won their air race and Sandstorm won the ground race, apparently. Well, Sandstorm's a lot more agile as a dune buggy than the fucking tanker truck. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's only 7 whatever, 767 or 737, I don't remember which one it was, yeah. um, would be able to fly faster than a helicopter. <laughs> Yeah, helicopters are not winning an airspeed race, guys. Oh. The Combaticons begin firing on the two of them. Octane commenting that they're shooting at him specifically. Uh, Sandstorm's response to this is peeking around the corner and happily waving at their assailants. The two escape when Sandstorm is able to obfuscate the Combaticons' view with his smoke, and Octane hops in Sandstorm's helicopter mode. Again, I remind you. He can turn into a passenger plane. That is very large. The idea of him getting into a helicopter is so funny. Well, look, we already had <laughs> hoist and grapples vehicle mode yes. at one point. This is not the first time we've had weird mass shifting garbage happen. Yeah. In space, Sandstorm and Octane enter some sort of galactic eatery. They're at the equivalent of a space truck stop because they apparently stopped to get an actual spaceship at some point. So why are they in space? We don't know. They're just in space now. Roll with it. A waitress brings over some energon for the two while Octane says Galvatron can't afford to let him live. Sandstorm ejecting, he's gonna keep him around. Alright, I concede. They're married and no one can convince me otherwise. Um, also, I think this means Octane is a fellow disaster by considering he had a lady pin up earlier. <laughs> and the Skuxoid from before takes aim at Octane but manages to miss spectacularly when another customer mistakes him for a waitress and shoves his gun down. Leading to the shot ping-ponging around, hitting meals, knocking over alien chefs. They're in chef's hats, so they gotta be chefs and hitting other diners. He drops the gun, and another alien picks it up and eats it. Well, that's, I guess, a tasty meal. <laughs> Octane and Sandstorm really don't seem to notice any of this shit going on in the background. They're super focused on each other's on each other, guys. They're on a date at a space dive bar. <laughs> Octane mentions messing up Galvatron's plans by swiping Trypticon and trying to take over the Decepticons. To which... You, dear listener, may be asking, wait, I don't remember that happening. Are we missing something? And the answer is yes. The episodes that Octane and Sandstorm are introduced in happen later in the series. 
where this event actually does happen. Anyway, um, spoilers, Octane's introduction will actually be the next episode. While Sandstorms happens, oh god, I don't remember how much further out. It's like Later. six to ten episodes or something. Like, it is not quick. So we get this whole thing before they are actually introduced. Whoever was in charge of the episode order, they needed some help, let's say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on, but it was not coherent. Mm-hmm. Having lost his gun, the Skeksoid attempts to throw a grenade at Octane, but is again foiled by a group of larger diners who knock him over, causing him to drop the grenade. Which rolls out a nearby door and then explodes. <laughs> again, no one reacts to this, including our two lovebirds. Um, seriously, is this just a normal day at a space truck stop? We must assume, because it keeps, like, all this shit is happening, no one cares. The Skeksoid, out of options, loses his damn mind and jumps up on Octane while ineffectually wailing on his shoulder while talking about needing this job to take care of his family, even though he didn't want to take it. <laughs> the fact that the Skeksoid is so tiny when, like, at the very beginning of this season, Skeksoid's, like, kidnap Ultra Magnus and Cop? <laughs> it's just, Wow. And it would make sense if, like, Oxane and Sansor were larger, because sometimes the triple changers are, but I don't really think that's what's happening here. <laughs> Same. Octane just drops the Skuxoid on the table, and he and Sandstorm leave, apparently heading towards Cybertron, because they got the notice that their, their ship was done refueling. Apparently. Once on Cybertron, Octane is attacked by Cyclonus, Scourge, and the Sweeps. He proceeds to fall down a hole into what is apparently... A Decepticon Cryptor Mausoleum. We have to assume that these grave markers were put up during the movie before the Autobots beat Galvatron's ass, since they still had control over Cybertron at that point, and several of these characters died during the course of the movie. Mm -hmm. He comes across Thundercracker, and eventually Starscream's marker, which is just some legs. This is possibly a reference to the real-world Benedict Arnold boot monument, uh, who was also a treacherous general in history. Mm-hmm. However, unfortunately for Octane, Starscream's ghost pops up out of nowhere. Meanwhile, Octane is, we have to assume, huddling in terror to this uh, as a tanker truck with his head and wings poking out. It is amazing. Top two screenshot material changed nothing. It is fantastic. Cyclonus and the Sweeps realize that Octane is in the script to which Scourge responds, Good, then we won't have to take him anywhere when we're done. Damn, guys, that's a dark line. Hilarious, but dark. Scourge tells his sweeps to go down and check, but they all politely decline. So Cyclonus then threatens them and they all go in. <laughs> they look around the crypt for Octane. Cyclonus manages to find him, but then is possessed by Starscream. Mimicking Cyclonus, he tells the others that they're bringing Octane back to Char as a trophy for Galvatron. So what makes this even more fun is that Starscream sometimes forgets to use the Cyclonus voice, and the sweeps actually notice, which is one of the few times where, like, there's some kind of nice continuity here. And, like, making the characters seem like they're thinking and considering. Yeah! Which... What's happening. Truly, the Decepticons don't do enough in this season. <laughs> yeah. While leaving Cybertron... Sandstorm attempts to save Octane, but is shot down. The Aerobots arrive. Ultra Magus, Cup, and Rodimus also all show up to confront the Decepticons. Roddy figures out that Cyclonus is Starscream and allows the Decepticons to escape. 
Presumably because he realizes that Starscream can cause way more havoc than he ever could. <laughs> Galvatron is initially pissed that Octane is still alive, but is mollified when Starscream, pretending to be Cyclonus, suggests that torture is fun! Admittedly, it is actually very funny to watch them roleplay torturing while snickering behind Galvatron's back. Yep. This eventually leads to Galvatron and Rodimus fighting hand-to-hand in some isolated location. This basically happens because while Starscream was pretending to torture Octane, he lied about getting some relevant information, like relevant Autobot information from Octane, and so they're like, come here, Galvatron! Well, surprise, this is not a, this is a not-so-isolated location. Once Galvatron falls down, it is revealed that Ultra Magnus, Percy, and the aerial bots are there for backup. Starscream and Octane fly off, leaving Galvatron behind and at the mercy of the Autobots. We cut back to Char and Starscream on the throne and Octane standing next next to him talking in each other's voices. Hooray, animation errors. (laughs) But Galvatron shows up, dented all the hell and back with bits broken off. (laughs) Upon realizing Starscream is a possessing Cyclonus, Galvatron takes great delight in shooting at Cyclonus. Though in a rather weird moment of clarity for, you know, Galvatron, he does order Cyclonus to be repaired after Starscream vacates the premises. And the episode ends as it is revealed to the audience that Starscream is now possessing Scourge. Okay, but what happened with Octane and Sandstorm? No fucking idea. Okay, fine, fine. Headcanon. Octane just snuck off at the end there and went back home to his husband. Seriously, though, their relationship was probably one of the more interesting parts of this episode, and then it just, like, randomly hard-shifted over to Starscream. It really came across that they, like, combined two separate episode plots, because on the one hand, we get to see Autobots and an Autobot and Decepticon interacting with each other in a relatively normal kind of circumstance. Yeah, it's like domestic. We ne- we domestic. Never, we never get to see any of these characters do something that would be considered normal. Mm-hmm. Or like they're interacting at a space truck stop. Yeah. Well, and, it, and like they appear to be friends. They appear to have become friends. There is the whole idea of like, what do you do with a Decepticon traitor? And like, clearly he was being like, you know, protected by the Autobots on some level. I'm like, I honestly could have just done with an entire episode of the two of them. And like that whole arc would have been really interesting. And instead it's just like super weird. Cause I'm kind of like, I Sandstorm still tried to save him. Like, or I assume they're still friends. I, I don't know. We basically don't see them after this. I don't think like, I think the two, I think there's the two episodes where they get introduced, but I don't, I don't think Sandstorm and Octane interact again after this really. Yeah. Cause I think technically this is Sandstorm's last appearance. I it, mean, at least if you look in like chronological timeline. Yeah. However, Starscream will return in an episode eventually to finish this, what I'm going to gracefully call plot line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, a multi-episode plot would have been interesting for exploring Decepticon Traitor Octane. Yeah, yeah, and... or, or like, I want to say, I think Starscream only pops up as a ghost, like, one more time. Yeah, and I think that ends up um, attempting to possess Unicron's head. <laughs> or something. He, I think he betrays Unicron. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Uh, so join us next time for episode 75, Beef in the Night. So Trypticon returns. Yay! <laughs> Unfortunately, so does our favorite nation of racist stereotypes. 
Well, or car bomb, yeah. Boo. Boo. Mm. Uh, but we'll get that introduction to Octane. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> anyway, Specs has some fanfic recommendations for us today. All right. The first is Up from Oblivion by Dragoness Eclectic. It's G1 cartoon related, a uh, rated T. It's Jen, there's no pairings happening here. And our character is Starscream. Uh, it's G1, Transformers the movie, and in summary, it's a short vignette about Starscream's darkest moments and two guys who have no respect for the angsty dead. And yeah, Ghost Starscream, and it's a one shot. Uh, the second fanfic is Three Triple Changers and a Jet Plane by Jason Voorhees. Also, G1 cartoon, rated T, slash. Uh, our pairings are Astrotrain and Blitzwing, Octane, Sandstorm, and Skyfire and Starscream, and it's an ensemble piece regarding characters. In summary, Galvatron is dead, the future is unclear. The Autobots ask Astrotrain, Blitzwing, and Octane to go on an undercover mission to the Decepticon base to see if anyone might be open to peace negotiations. Shenanigans ensue. No. <laughs> And I picked it because it's got Octane and Sandstorm, and it's also the second part in a series where I wrecked the first part back in one of the Five Faces of Darkness. Uh, the series is the fear. It's the second part of You've Got to Talk About Your Feelings series. <laughs> God knows these robots should talk about their feelings more. Yes, they should. And there is at least a third part. In this, the whether or not it'll get wrecked depends on what uh, what happens as we go through the rest of our uh, season three. Yes, season three, and like the very very brief season four episodes. <laughs> yeah, and that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowfort as AfterSpark Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSpark Pod, all one word in various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts, such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Spex. And I'm Els. Toodles! But I can't move her! Look at her! She's so cute! She snoozing.